This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. My mama told me when I was young, we're all superstars. She pulled my hair with my lipstick on, in a glass of purple dry. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me here once again on this lovely Friday morning. I am your host, Lisa McDonald. This is my show, Carpe Diem. I'm with the Contact Talk Radio Network, and I'm super excited uh, to be rejoined here with my guest, Cyrus Webb. Cyrus was gracious enough once before, uh, I don't know, about a year ago, half a year ago, I can't even recall, uh, but Cyrus is also a radio show host, and he was uh, very lovely to have uh, invited me onto his show. And so what I'm going to do before I turn it over to Unscripted Dialogue, as I always do, I'm just going to give you a little bit of background about my guest, Cyrus Webb, given how expansive and far-reaching my program and the network is, 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. So what can I tell you about Cyrus? Well... Cyrus Webb, a.k.a. C.A. Webb, has been active in the arts since 1999, hosting art shows and poetry readings around the United States while also building the Conversations brand. Today, Conversations includes a daily radio show, magazine, and nationally recognized book club. Outside of the work Webb does for himself, he is also a celebrated publicist for authors, entertainers, and businesses who entrust him with the task of getting their message and product noticed. For over a decade, Cyrus Webb has given the world the conversations with the artists, authors, and entertainment industry professions that the world can't get enough of. Host Cyrus Webb introduces you to movers and shakers around the world who are living their dreams, overcoming challenges, and showing others what is possible for them as well. So what a lovely introduction uh, for you there, Cyrus. I, I'm just so proud of you for all the things that you continue to do to make this world more yummy and positive and motivational and inspirational. So I want to say welcome to my show and so lovely to have this time with you once again. Well, look, the pleasure is definitely all mine, Lisa. Congratulations to you and all the great things that you've been able to do with your platform. It's really appreciated. Oh, well, thank you. That's very kind of you to say. So we're clearly following each other. That's nice. <laughs> Of course, of course. So, Cyrus, what I'm always interested to know uh, with any guest that I'm uh, grateful enough to have on my program, I'm always interested in the inception of my guest journey uh, to start with. So why don't we talk a little bit about humble beginnings, when this all began for you, uh, what catapulted you into this direction, did you come upon it, was it something that you manifested? We'll let you speak here. Yeah. You know, I, I tell people, and I, I'm a firm believer, Lisa, as I believe you are, that sometimes from the darkest of moments, you know, we can be able to see what is the, the true meaning of our life and also the, the greatness that, that is possible for us. That that truly is the case for me. Um, you know, conversations was something I 
if you had asked me growing up would I be doing, the, you know, what I'm doing today, I don't think I would, other than the art and the writing, that has always been something I've been, uh, you know, a big supporter of growing up. I think the public prep platform is so different for what people would expect from me because I was really shy growing up. I was not a person who liked to bring attention to myself for one reason, because I didn't think I had anything of value to offer. And I think it took, uh, and I mentioned to you before, you know, an attempted suicide um, for me when I was 20 years old, um, for me to really to reevaluate what I was supposed to be doing with my life and, and what was possible for me. And it was through that that I wanted to create dialogue with people to show that all of us have a story, and that's kind of how Conversations was born. Love that. Absolutely love that. And I love the fact that you're so candid and you're so vulnerable. And as I've mentioned before with uh, many disclosures, which my guests have been brave enough to share live on air uh, to so many thousands and thousands of people, you know, I really believe and I believe that you would attest to this as well Cyrus for all the people that you've you've likely interviewed and some of what's come out of those yummy interviews you know the people who are the most raw the most candid the most vulnerable who put it out there based on the fact that we are all human beings and we know for a fact that we all fall under the spectrum of experiencing and feeling every single emotion that there is to experience and so I, I think the draw for people is if you can be relatable, if you can be relational if people can identify with you and based on that honesty and transparency that's forthcoming uh, there's an inherent trust that goes with that, people are, are automatically drawn to you uh, and, and really identify very quickly I would believe your message so I want to thank you uh, on behalf of myself and the listeners for disclosing and sharing that with us. Thank you. Sure, sure. And I, and, and I totally agree with you, Lisa. I think, you know, I tell people at the end of the day, I was just sharing with the um, the, the UPS driver today, I, at my at my core, regardless of who I talk to, what I've done, I'm just a country boy from Mississippi who's been very fortunate <laughs> um, to do some amazing things. And that's how I, every day, no matter what I do, I always remember, wow, I'm just a country boy from Mississippi, <laughs> uh, you know, who, is, who, you know, who have I've had you know, such an amazing opportunity. But, yeah, I think you're totally right. I think it's that connection that regardless of whether we're in Mississippi or Minnesota or where we might be in the world, I think that when people are able to see that you're just like me, it definitely makes things easier, and it makes it easier to be able to share and to be able to, to connect with people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so for all the hats that you wear in your various platforms, when you talk about radio and being an author and having your own magazine and, and delving uh, quite deeply and passionately into the arts community, what and being a publicist, I mean, the list for you goes on. Do you have, out of all of that, a favorite niche? Is there one avenue uh, of communication and connection that you prefer over any of the others? Definitely the radio. It Lovely. has to be the radio. Uh, I think the radio started it for conversations. Um, and we just, we're celebrating 13 years this month. Wow. And I, I, I think that when I – and it has definitely changed, I have to tell you that, from when I first started. But, I mean, the radio, I think, has helped me grow as a person. And to hear from my listeners as to what it's done for them, to hear the guests say how they appreciate the platform, I just know that is that is it. That is what I'm really supposed to be doing. The other things have been great to be able to add to and enhance the platform of conversations, but the radio at its core has really been the highlight for me. Fantastic. And so why don't we talk a little bit about your radio? What is the premise of the network itself? What is the premise of your show, your daily show? And I'm really 
in awe. You know, I do this once a week for two networks, and there's a lot of work that's involved in that. So I, I have, you know, utmost respect for you for what you do for 13 years to have kept this going on a daily basis and trying to invent and create new content uh, that would appeal to people and, and be current and be fresh. So let's talk about where people can find you as far as radio, what you talk about, the types of guests you've had on your show, Cyrus. Sure. Well, thank you for that, Lisa. Well, I, we've made it very easy, actually, since the last time that I spoke with you. They can now just go to cyrusweb.com slash radio, and there they can stay connected with the, the radio program. Conversations, uh, and then when I say it's, it's definitely changed, in July 2003, when I was offered the opportunity on the radio dial here where I live in Mississippi, I honestly had no idea, Lisa, what I was doing. <laughs> I, I was a motivational speaker at the time. The station owner, Charles Evers, who's a brother of Medgar Evers, saw me speak. He came up to me afterwards and asked me, have you ever thought about doing a radio show? I said, no. I've been interviewed on radio, but I never thought about it. He says, well, I think you would be good at it. I never will forget that uh, because he saw something. And I went into it like a lot of us do. I had no clue. I didn't have a platform. I didn't have a mission. I, I asked him, I said, well, what am I supposed to do? He says, well, he says, we are kind of a talk radio driven. He says, you know, my show is, you know, basically I talk about topics and we have people call in. And so I said, okay, well, I'll try that. <laughs> you know, I don't I didn't really know if that was going to work. Uh, so, so we scheduled that first show in July 2003, and I was there talking about my work as an artist. And I said, well, you all can call in if you have any questions. Lisa, nobody called in. And, and so I was sitting there thinking, okay, well, what am I supposed to do for 30 minutes? And so I then went on to talk about, you know, what I hoped we would be able to talk about some of the issues for the artist. Again, I'm just making this stuff up, really. Of because course. I, I don't know what I'm doing. And finally the producer says to me, you have a caller. And I will never forget this because this month I actually reached back out to my who became my very first guest. Her name wow. is Angela Sarton. She's now Angela Collier. She was listening to the show online. Lisa, I didn't even know the show was online. I just thought it was on the radio. <laughs> and if you were in Jackson, you heard, you heard it. She said, Cyrus, I'm listening to you. I'm so excited for you. And I was like, Lisa, you know, I said, um, Angela, thank you so much. And something inside of me said, ask her about her work. And I said to her, I said, Angela, for those who don't know you and your work there in Biloxi, why don't you tell them about yourself? And when she started talking, Lisa, I knew then that's what I was supposed to be doing. It wasn't supposed to be about how great I was and what Cyrus mm-hmm. was doing. It was supposed to be shining a spotlight on what other people were doing. Yes. And that's what it's been now for 13 years. Fantastic. That's amazing. And so can you just identify for some of us, because I, I say this all the time uh, with when I go live on my radio shows here, you know, yes, I've been fortunate to have, you know, all kinds of guests on my show. Some would be more recognizable by name, some aren't, but that doesn't matter to me. The common denominator is I love the fact that the people that I'm blessed to interview are just so on fire, you know. They, they recognize right. that life is a gift and they take massive action every single day and they just can't wait to just put the energy out in the world and see where the 24 hours is going to take them. And they just keep honing whatever it is you're truly passionate about. And in some cases, it's really paid off because that's how we come to recognize certain people's names. It's just in their DNA. So, you know, who have you had on radio? I know we share Lisa Gibbons in common. Right, right. And, uh, and you know, no, I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I totally agree with you, first of all, that, you know, some people will remember the celebrity interviews more, 
But to me, some of the ones that are so passionate for me when I reflect on them are the ones who are survivors of abuse or different challenges in their lives. Maybe, as you were saying, I totally agree with that, Lisa, that maybe they're not known by name, but mm-hmm. their stories, I think, resonate in such a universal way that those are the ones sometimes that impact me more than some of the celebrity interviews that people may talk about. Yeah, for sure. Um, and you mentioned Lisa Gibbons, and, and she is someone who – I've had such respect for it. I think we all have in this, you know, in this industry for for years. And so the first time I interviewed with her um, two years ago, I, I first of all couldn't believe she said yes. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, it, that was the first thing. But then, I mean, we had such a great conversation, and she said to me, "Hey, when my next book comes out, I'll come back." But you know, I thought she was just being nice. But sure enough, this year when her new book came out, she came back. You know, so yeah. uh, that was great. And you know, I, I think you know, for me, it's like it's so weird because. I, I've been very fortunate. One of the big things that people know me for now is because I have a partnership with the Oprah Winfrey Network. So we've been interviewing a lot of the cast members for Tyler Perry's show, The Haves and The Have Nots. Um, that is such a big, you know, ratings high for for that network. Um, some of the other shows that are on there, we've had, you know, almost all the cast members on. So I mean, those are the ones I think a lot of people think of. But for me, it's the ones that have, you know, are, are fighting cancer, who have been able to had, you know, had these horrible incidents happen in their lives and are able to overcome. Because I think those are things that all of us can kind of relate to. But I yes. think just like you, Lisa, I think. I try to, even with the celebrity interviews, I try to break it down to, to they're just being individuals who have been able to achieve amazing things, showing others what, what they can do in their own lives. Absolutely. And, you know, and what I love if we use uh, Lisa Gibbons as an example, I mean, she was just so humble on the show when I invited her and we spoke for an hour to our listeners. And, uh, you know, she talked about all the things that she grappled with. She talked about, you know, things that uh, had affected her, impeded her, challenged her, no different than anybody else, including ourselves, that can relate to. And, uh, you know, she really, what I love about her is she really pays it forward. She is so entrenched in fundraising and charities and her own charities. And uh, that that oftentimes is what monopolizes her schedule and why it's been so difficult to initially connect with her is because she is just so full on with being of service to other people and making that a priority in her life. So, you know, that was another element of why I wanted to particularly have Lisa on my show because I just find her to be a stellar, stellar example of a human being. Sure. Yes. And, and, I, and I love what you said, Lisa, too, because I think that connection and and why she's so successful. I think people look at success and they think, oh, well, they're doing this and that. But I think the real reason for her success is exactly what you say, that she's being able to pay it forward. She continues to do that, you know, whether she was using the platform of Celebrity Apprentice to be able to shine a spotlight on, you know, the work that she's able to do, you know, with, with Alzheimer's and other other things. I think it really says so much about her and mm-hmm. why she will continue to be such a force. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and when you do what you, I mean, you know this, Cyrus. I mean, I'm preaching to the preacher here. When you do what you love and you love what you do, you shine because you're just loving every moment of the gift of your life and getting very clear on what you feel you're meant to do in your intended purpose. And, you know, so it's never too late. And I always say that on radio too. You know, it took me a long time to kind of come across things and figure things out, but it's never too late. You know, we all deserve to feel happy. We all deserve to feel joy in our lives and feel like what we do in our presence here does in fact make a difference and so if you get behind helping other people whatever that connection or platform is 
uh, it's guaranteed that you're going to love your life. I mean, making other people happy, making other people shine, making other people tap into their greatness. Um, you know, when you see that light shine and go off inside of them, I mean, what a moment that is. I mean, you know that. You've experienced that. For sure. So who are, who are some... No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, and, and, again, and again, that's what makes the work so fulfilling. You know, even though, as you say, you know, it's it's a lot of work. People, I don't think, realize the work that goes into preparing for a segment like that. But, you know, I, I think that's what makes it all worthwhile is being able to get that payoff not only for the guests but also for yourself. Absolutely. So why don't you share with us, too, what some of your books have been about? What is it that you're endeavoring to maybe do uh, with the written word? Do you have any new upcoming books that you're looking yeah. to launch? Very excited. Thank you so much for asking. I, I, I released my first book in, in 2014 called Words I Choose to Live By, uh, which was basically a daily um, – I was posting some online – I think I mentioned to you last time – posting some, some online uh, affirmations that I was, I was using for myself, sharing them on Facebook. A publisher saw them, offered me a book deal based on, on those affirmations. And that book was published in 2014. I'm really excited because in November I'm publishing my second book, Words They Chose to Live By. And it's, it's 52 amazing interviews from the radio show and the magazine, including Lisa, Lisa's in the book, of individuals I've interviewed who have been successful, how they've done it, and, and the words they spoke to themselves to help them get to where they are. And I really hope that people are able to take this book, Lisa, and realize that, uh, you know, that they are just like me. I mean, they, they made, they did not just, you know, come out of the womb ready for this world. They've been able to do the work and, you know, and, and they've dealt with the challenges and it's such a great roster of, you know, recording artists. We have, um, Dion Wark is in the book. Um, my interview with Jack Hughes of Wang Chung, uh, is in the book. I mean, so many amazing individuals that I've had an opportunity to speak with and to just have them share a bit of their story and, and how they were able to do what they did in spite of the challenges. So that's coming out the end of this year. Fantastic. Well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. So where do you find time to write on top of doing daily radio and everything else? <laughs> like, what's going on? Do you, do you sleep? Well, I do sleep. I, my, my, you know, I tell people, and it's funny, my family will definitely attest to this. My personal life and professional life are really just one life. Um, but, again, it's it's so much, you know, so exciting for me to do what I do that it doesn't seem like this is all I do. Um, the great thing is that, you know, I, I have a small team that works with me, so they're able to help me in, in transcribing interviews. And so I don't have to worry about doing those little bitty things. Uh -huh. um, but it's, you know, but then to be able to compile them and to go through and to remember, oh, wow, I forgot about that. Forgot they said that. You know, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's inspiring for me because, you know, I just, I mean, I tell people first, you know, for me, that's what makes this work so powerful, that I am encouraged each and every day that I talk to someone because I know that story is not only going to help me in moving forward but also help other people. And that's how I feel about this book. I think, you know, these these conversations that I've had with these individuals are going to help people to see, wow, you know, I can do this. I mean, you know, regardless of what someone may have said, I can accomplish these great things. Amazing. And can you just repeat for us the title of your book again, Cyrus, please? Sure, sure. It's called Words They Chose to Live By. I love and that. And again, it's going to be coming. Yeah, it's going to be coming out in November. We actually are beginning the pre-ordering coming up pretty soon. It's going to be September first. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And again, um, some amazing conversations. I think that people will really, will really respond well to. 
Wonderful. Well, I need to get a signed copy from you for sure. For sure, for sure. Consider it done. Absolutely. Well, I'll pay for it. I'm not saying give me a freebie. I'm going to support <laughs> you, of course. Um, but uh, so tell tell us about the magazine. Like, what what's going on? You got you got you're writing a book. You're doing a daily show, and is this like a monthly magazine? It is. It's a monthly print print magazine that you can also read online for free. And okay. and conversations actually, it's so interesting. It celebrated a birthday this year too. It turned ten this year. So the radio show turned 13 this month. The magazine turned 10 in April. And it really was born out of the fact that I talked to so many people <laughs> on the, <on> the radio <laughs> show. People were asking me, well, where can I go and, and read those interviews? I'm like, well, there's not a place. I figured, okay, well, I guess I need to create a place. Um, so the magazine, the radio show was three when the magazine first started. I will tell you this, and my, this is another life lesson for myself, Lisa. The magazine started off very ambitiously in print, which was a, I, well, I say it was a mistake because I didn't realize, again, not knowing any better. I didn't know all that was involved financially with doing it. Uh, after only three years in print, going from 2006 to 2009, we then went to online because the printing costs were just so high. Yes. But because of the success of the radio show and, and you know, the advertising that was coming in from it, I was able to reevaluate it and say, wow, I think we can bring it back to print. Wonderful. So we were only we were only actually um, online for two years, and we came back to print in 2011. We've been back in print ever since, and we now have over 13,000 subscribers in six countries. And I will have to say that audience was only built only built on social media. It was through Facebook and Twitter that mm-hmm. that is how people found out about it. That's when they started going to the website, subscribing to it, and that is what has helped it to grow. Well, you know, that's an interesting point that you make, and certainly, you know, for what we do, there's nothing new. Uh, you know, that's not rocket scientist, uh, science, but isn't it amazing? You know, I've, I've had people say, you know, Lisa, where would you be without social media? Like, you know, yeah. I, I, I would be dead in the water. I wouldn't have the first clue how to get things off the ground, get exposure, uh, you know, connect with people. Because oftentimes I go to their public figure page, I go through Messenger, uh, you know, and I try to connect that way. And it's it's really worked out. I mean, that's how I got Lisa. That's how I got Deepak Chopra. That's how I got David Suzuki. Um you know, and I'm I'm very blessed, and a whole host of other people. But uh, yeah, I you know, as far as writing books and and getting it out there, uh, like we are so very fortunate for what we are passionate about doing that we have these platforms and avenues available to us uh, for marketing, for promoting not just ourselves but our guests and all the yummy content that we know will benefit other people. So yeah, it's crazy. I, I can't imagine what people used to do before media, social media. I know. I, I, I to- totally agree. And I think, but you know, it also what saddens me, I have to say, is how many people don't appreciate what they have at their disposal. That's you know, true. I think it's great that you share what you had for lunch. I think it's great, you know, that you share what the <laughs> dentist's office looks like. But I think, <laughs> just, just imagine if you shared your book link or you shared your music, you know, or showed a picture of you in the studio working on something. You know, I think there are so many missed opportunities, and that's one of the things I try to do with the guests that I bring on. And, and I love the fact that they, just like Lisa, Lisa doesn't need us, but she's out there. She's doing interviews. She's doing all these things, showing really us, by example, 
what it takes to have the longevity that she has. And I think so many times people don't realize that. They don't realize. They just think, oh, I'm great. I know I'm great because my mom told me I am, and I don't have to do all this other stuff, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, when when it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work that goes into it. It is a lot of work. And, you know, and I talk about that quite regularly with my guests, too, because for especially for the household name people, you know, people just think it's an overnight success story. People think, oh, wow, like you must have tons of money or you must have been born into money or you must have been highly connected and all this other stuff. And, and my guests and I will be the first ones to try and correct people and dispel some of that because you would know, Cyrus, um, for every good thing that you see posted on Facebook, which we have to do for marketing and to create buzz around sure. who our next guest is or the fact that we've got a new book that's being launched or whatever, uh, you know, there's like five other things that just went completely south that day that won't get right. mentioned, you right. know. Um you know, because you gotta you gotta keep it positive, and you gotta show that the momentum is truly building, which is genuine, like it is authentic. Um, but yeah, I mean, all valid points, and I appreciate you reiterating that point too, because I think it somehow gets lost or dismissed at times. Totally, totally. So, so tell me who some of your mentors have been throughout the tapestry of your life, whether they be tangible, intangible. Who have who have you really derived a lot of inspiration from, or direction? Well, I have to say, two of them I've never met. One of them um, was my, and, and still is a friend, I'm glad to say, but my high school art teacher. And, Lisa, this is one of the great things about social media. I graduated high school in 2014. And, um, no, I didn't. I did in 1994. <laughs> I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> like, no, I didn't. just graduated in 2014. I, I was just 41. <laughs> what am I talking about? But uh, it so, feels like I just graduated in 2014. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, these days, you know, the, the years just kind of go by. But, yeah, I graduated high school in 1994. That's it. In 1994, and my high school uh, art teacher, Betty Phelps, she I don't think she realized at the time how she impacted me. Again, I mentioned I didn't have a lot of self-confidence. I didn't have a lot of, you know, I, I knew I had a talent, but I didn't really think it could really take me anywhere because people told me it wouldn't, you know. Um she wrote something to me in 1994, Lisa, and I kept it, and I was able to show it to her this year. Wow. Um, because it was so powerful. She signed a, a book that she had, had illustrated, and she signed it by saying, you are greatness in the works. I love that. And I read that in 1994. I thought, okay, yeah, that's very nice. But <laughs> as, as time goes on, I would go back to that and think how powerful that was. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's the big thing for all of us. We are all greatness in the works. No, it doesn't happen overnight. No, it's not going to be that it's a one-and-done situation. But every day that we put forth the effort and have the faith, we are greatness in the works. We're letting that greatness shine through. And so that is something that still still inspires me because it's a great reminder for us. So, of course, she's one. The other two are also women, um, but they're, they're women I've never met, and those were – they're kind of funny, actually – Oprah Winfrey and Martha Stewart. Wow. Uh, Oprah, wow. because she's from my home state of Mississippi, because, yes. of course, all that she's been able to accomplish and what she's been able to build. But Martha Stewart wrote a book, and I refer to this book quite a bit because it actually helped me build what is the Conversations brand, and it's called The Martha Rules, 
where she outlines how she went from being a caterer in Westport, Connecticut, to building a multimedia brand that has never really existed before. You know, it's hard to believe, Lisa, that before Martha Stewart, that the editor-in-chief did not appear on the cover of every issue of every magazine. You know, she was the first one to do that. And now everyone does it. (laughs) You know, I mean, but that was something she fought for. And and it paid off for her brand identification. And so building of the brand, those are that's one thing that has really stuck with me in what I've done to stay consistent with the brand. So those three, my art teacher, Betty Phelps, because of what that seed she planted in 1994, Oprah because of what she's built with OWN and you know, her own empire with Harpo, but yes. Martha Stewart because of being able to have the foresight of realizing the importance of building on who you are. I mean, those three definitely have made an impact. Beautiful. Well, we definitely share Oprah as one of those pivotal mentors. Absolutely. Yes. So, you know, if somebody were to say to you, like me right now, uh, you know, Cyrus, if you had to break it down to one essential, crucial, non-negotiable ingredient uh, that you believe is required uh, to up your game or to truly rise in the ranks of what brings you inner joy, inner peace and happiness in your life, if you had to, you know, really – fine-tune it to one specific trait, quality, what would that be? Be willing to fail. Yeah. I think that's it. I think there are so many people I meet that are smarter than me um, Mm -hmm. that on paper should be able to do a whole lot more than they're doing, but because they have the fear of what may not happen, Mm -hmm. that stops them from accomplishing what could. Mm-hmm. And I think the thing that I learned going back to, you know, that failed suicide attempt was that, hey, there's evidently some things I can't do right. <laughs> you know, and, this is, and even as sad and sick as that may sound, I mean, it's the truth. I'm like, okay, but look at what I've learned. And I, I'm going to tell you something, Lisa. I have moments sometimes that I get teary-eyed where I think about if I had killed myself mm-hmm. 21 years ago, I would not have accomplished anything I've done today. There would sure. not be a conversation. I wouldn't have interviewed the people I've, I've, I've interviewed. I wouldn't have gone to the places I've been to. All of that would have happened only because I was – the suicide attempt was out of fear of not being the person I thought I could be. Wow. And so I think that's it. I think that's the key. Be willing to fail. Be willing, you know, to make the mistakes because – and look at it differently. And I think for me now, and I think you would agree with this, Failure to me is, is really not what people think it is. It really is an opportunity. It's an opportunity mm-hmm. to see what works, what doesn't work, and how we can better move forward. And that's how I, I look at every opportunity now. Absolutely. I love that. I love all of that. And so when you look back at that time of darkness, what do you believe was the conduit that took you from your deepest place of darkness uh, and pain that crossed you over to, okay, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna see what's out there. I'm just gonna put one foot in front of the other. What was the conduit that bridged that gap? It was, for me, it was faith. It okay. was understanding at that moment that I was trying to take something that I didn't have the ability to give. And, and I think that is another thing that I try to tell people. I always come from a basis of faith in that I feel as though all of us were created with greatness inside of us. It's just up to us to believe in the one that created us and be able to walk in that. And it wasn't until that suicide attempt that I began that journey that I realized I wasn't having to go through this by myself. 
I was created for a purpose. And it really began the journey for me out of the darkness is, okay, what is that purpose? Now, from that suicide attempt, ironically, to when conversations started, I mean, that was a five-year journey. But when I started with the art and the speaking and everything, that was only two years, two years from the time I tried to commit suicide to when I was first asked to speak to a group about my story. Wow. And, and it all kind of excelled from there. So I think that's it. For me, it was the faith of realizing that, you know what, I, I'm, I'm looking at this all wrong. I'm thinking I'm in this world by myself. Instead of realizing that I was created to be able to walk on this journey and to bring other people along with me. Beautiful, Cyrus. Well, I'm so glad that you're here and I love what you've done with your life. I love what you've imparted to so many other people who derive strength and positivity and inspiration from you. Um, you make this world a brighter place. You truly, truly, truly do. I so admire and respect what you do and you're committed to every single day. So I'm, thank you. I'm, I'm glad I know you. Um, so, I, I, you know, when you look at, when you look at, and it doesn't sound like you would have much time to watch TV, and I, I choose not to watch a lot of TV just because it's quite depressing, and I just, I would rather write than sit in front right. of the tube. But when you look at the culture of what's happening in our society, whether on the political sphere and everybody's, you know, um, you know, taking pot shots at each other and defaming each other's character and all the things that come out of that through the media. When you look at all the shootings, when you look at all the random and uh, progressive escalated violence, um, you know, what what do you say to people who are on the fence of just, you know, they just feel like it's such an effort to remain positive and in a positive state all the time, but then every time they either even if they consciously make the choice to not pick up the newspaper or tune into the television, but it just seems to be what people are fixated on, and it seems to be the ongoing trend of dialogue and whatnot. What do you say to people when they're starting to get sucked into that vortex of darkness? Yeah. For me, Lisa, it goes back to not being able to give in to the fear. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's it. I think, you know, I, you know, as a person of color living in, in Mississippi, I, I, you know, I sympathize with everybody. I've been very fortunate. As I said, I just turned 41. I've never had a bad incident with a police officer. I've never had a situation I felt like, oh, that happened to me because I'm black. Um, and, and I think, for one thing, I wasn't raised that way. I was raised to respect everyone, especially people in authority. Um, I've, you know, my mom and I talk about this quite a bit. And, and truly, I mean, there are bad things that happen in the world. But I think if we allow fear to guide us to think that, okay, I can't leave my house because I may get shot or, you know, I can't do this because, you know, this or I have to, you know, I have to support this person because if I don't, the world's going to come to an end. I think so many times, unfortunately, we allowed ourselves to be led by fear mm-hmm. instead of trying to combat fear. Uh, with something stronger. And I think that that is the, the danger, I think, for a lot of people. I wake up, you know, I, I don't wake up with these, with these, you know, dark thoughts in my mind. You know, I, I feel for people who are going through, you know, the variety of things that they're going through. And I, you know, look at the news sometimes and I hear these stories. But I think if we allow that to define how we see the world yes. and define how we see ourselves and our place in the world, I think the enemy's already won. I think because that's really that's really what it is. I mean, the you know, if, if we allow ourselves to be led by the fear instead of the love, 
you know, the the fear will win every time. But if we realize that, you know what, regardless of what is going on, I'm going to do my part where I am to be able to share love, to live in love, and to exemplify love and respect, that can spread just like anything else can. And so that, you know, that that's how I kind of live um, my life. Um, you know, and I tell my friends, you know, it's not to me having your head in the sand. It's just realizing that you can only control where you are. Mm-hmm. And and the the worst thing you can do is allow yourself to be led by someone else's fear or someone else's agenda. You have to be willing to say that okay, I am here. Going back to what I said earlier, I'm here for a reason, and I have to let that light shine. And and it also, I think, it also uh, takes us being honest with ourselves. You know, and mm-hmm. I think you know we can all be better. I think that's the other thing. We can all be better. We all, you know, I. I look at myself sometimes and I um, I smile to myself because I realize okay that's my ego is trying to come out here you know <laughs> in this situation and mm-hmm. and I have to stop you know and say okay okay am I am I handling this correctly and I think if we all stopped more mm-hmm. I think we would be a lot better off we we wouldn't be sending out some of the stuff online that we send out we wouldn't be doing some of the actions that are out there I think if we just took that pause and mm-hmm. say, okay, am I handling this the right way? Is this really the best way to handle this? I think we would all be a whole lot better off. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. And I love your answer. And a lot of uh, what I derived out of that, too, around fear, because that's my brand, Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. And I, I very much, uh, I can't talk enough about that subject, because when I look at the cycle of events that keep recycling over and over again, and everybody in their current generation is always talking about how it's worse than it's ever been before, well, you know, what's the lens, what's the filter that you're looking at through the world? You know, what you what you see out there is, is usually a reflection of your own belief. And so that means sometimes we have to go deeper within ourselves, check ourselves at the door and go, okay, how is it that I'm viewing the world? Do I choose, because I believe in everything's a choice, do you believe that the world is inherently better, more positive, and people are inherently uh, good than uh, the alternative? And so I think if you choose to elect to see the world that way, and you love yourself enough because, as you know, Cyrus, it always starts with ourselves, you know, yourself, myself. And uh, so what you're going to get back is is usually in direct correlation to what you give, right? So um, in terms of energy, in terms of love, in terms of whatever, and uh, there's just so much to be learned and there's so many life lessons that I think that could come if we choose out of all the things that unfortunately are out of our control that we, we bear witness to or we hear about. And, uh, you know, um, so, yeah, what what we put our attention on grows stronger in our lives, whether it be negative or positive, and that's the choice we're faced with every single day. So, so you know, for somebody like yourself who's very much a visionary, for somebody who, you know, has this phenomenal track record of uh, manifesting and creating uh, and just absorbing and ex- expending so much beautiful yumminess out into the world. What's next on the horizon for you outside of this book that's upcoming and launched in November? What what else is on the agenda here, the, the bigger platform for Cyrus? What else does Cyrus want to endeavor to do? Well, actually, uh, this month uh, in July, I launched the Conversations Radio Network, uh, which was uh, something a good friend of mine named Earl Hall, who's also a, a radio personality, he and I have been talking about Cyrus. You know, you're on all these platforms, you're doing all this stuff. You need to own your own 
thing. And again, I went back to the Martha Rules, the, you know, the Martha yeah. Rules book. I was like, you know what? That is so true. So I actually launched July 4th, the Conversations Radio Network. Uh, my radio show is is kind of the anchor of the station, but I'm joined by some amazing radio personalities on there who bring different things. One deals with publishing, one deals with relationships, one deals with fashion and style, another one deals with more the celebrity aspects, uh, and, and Earl has his own show dealing with entrepreneurship. I, I'd like to surround myself with people who push me, um, who who are inspiring themselves, but also, you know, I, I always have, you know, I think one of the good things about me growing up I learned to never be content being the smartest person in the room. Mm-hmm. And so I love surrounding myself with people that know more and who are yes. doing more because that shows me where I can go. And I think, you know, one thing I never want to do, Lisa, is I never want to feel like, okay, I've this is as far as I can go. I've made it. I'm doing this. This is as far as I can go. I love the idea. And I'm so excited about the response already to the network and, you know, to be able to, you know, have something I can control. One of the things that is very big on the network, we have not only the radio personalities, but we also do music, of course, like any other station. Um, and one thing, I personally selected each and every song. I have a relationship with 90% of the artists that are on the station, um, worked with you with their publicists or their record labels or with the artists themselves. So there's no profanity. There's none of this mm-hmm. darkness that I, I perceive. Everything truly is a part of who I am as far as conversation. So you're going to have music that deals with love, deals with life, deals with inspiring and moving forward and motivating. And I, I love that, that I can create something that I would want to listen to. It feels so funny, though, to wake up in the morning and turn on your own station, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and to listen to it. And then to hear yourself, you're like, oh, wow, I which I don't like, by the way. I don't like listening to myself. But, uh-huh. I mean, but to hear the conversation, it's like, oh, wow, that it's so cool to be able to do that. And so it's been that's been the, the, the one thing. And then the second thing is um, I may have mentioned to you, but last time I was on, I'm starting this, this web series that was birthed out of my television show here in Mississippi called Cyrus Web Presents. Well, I've been actually traveling the country. I've been to Los Angeles, to New York, to Atlanta, um, you know, actually meeting now in person, one-on-one, some of the individuals I've interviewed over the years on the radio show. And we've been taping these interviews, and what an amazing opportunity it is. Um, for one thing, for them to trust me with that time, um, mm-hmm. to sit down with me in person, um, and to be able to share, I mean, to share some powerful things. Um, in the next season that's coming up in August, I have Lisa Wilcox from Nightmare on Elm Street series. Um, I have some of the cast members from Tyler Perry's that has and they have not. They took out their time out of their schedule to sit down with me in Los Angeles and to talk with me. Um, you know, some amazing recording artists, uh, Abraham McDonald, who won uh, Oprah Winfrey's Karaoke Challenge um, mm-hmm. as her show is coming to an end. Uh, I mean, just some amazing talent and going over to Atlanta and meeting up with some amazing folks. And, uh, I mean, it just, it's been so, so exciting for me. Um, mm-hmm. So those are the two things. Those are the two things I'm, I'm really excited about, um, the network that's just launching, but also the new season of, of Cyrus Web Presents. Fantastic. Wow, I need a Red Bull to keep up with you. <laughs> you know what? I, I had to I had to leave those alone because I, they start scaring me. But I've never had one. Now, really? I've well, never- no, I, I've I've tried them and they definitely give you a little. And I was like, you know what? I don't think I need that. <laughs> so I'm sticking to my green tea, Lisa. I, I drink my green tea sometimes Good. cold, sometimes hot, and that's that's going to be my my. That's good my enough for Cyrus. Awesome. Right. So when you think of all the people, because I, I mean, 
no doubt you've become a mentor to people, uh, not just somebody who, you know, they get to tune in and hear you every day. Uh, and by the way, you do have a very lovely voice. You're very eloquent, uh, very articulate. So, yeah, you're such a pleasure to actually speak with um, and to listen to. But, um, you know, can you think of, uh, and I'm sure there's many, but does one particular case person come to mind where you can think of a major shift or transformation that you've eyewitnessed, uh, been a part of with somebody who kind of you took under your wing or somebody who gravitated towards you because of your energy? Mm. I'm so glad you asked me that question because I didn't actually know I did this. <laughs> Which is, isn't that the way it is? We don't realize we're doing, we're having that impact. One of the radio personalities who is on Conversations Radio Network is Glenda L. Hunter. She's a a uh, abuse survivor uh, who, because of the abuse that she that she endured, developed multiple personalities. The person developed MPD. Mm-hmm. When I was introduced to her, it was through a a friend of mine who I graduated high school with. And as soon as I read her book, An Unspeakable Secret. I was. I knew this is somebody I wanted to work with, mm-hmm. and so I I interviewed her on the radio show. She was so it was her first radio interview. Uh, at the time, because of technology, we had not met each other. We had we did it over the phone, but over the course of the past five years, though, we had become really good friends. I've now hosted book signings for her. Um, she's now doing speaking. Um, I've illustrated a children's book for her. Wow. Um, and when I was launching the network, when I began the plans for the network in January, I went to her and says, you're going to be on the network. And she's like, what do you mean? I said, <laughs> you're going to have a, a, a daily section on the, the network, so we need uh-huh. to get to working on this. And so she was like, really? <laughs> like, yeah. And I said, she wrote a poetry book called Out of the Depths. And I said, it's going to be called Out of the Depths. And then I paused and I said, unless you have something better that you want to call it. I said, I think that would be perfect. And so her her daily segment is called Out of the Death. And the reason I said she's perfect for what you asked me, she's her, she and her her husband have, um, you know, they've both been very gracious. She's been on my television show as well. And she said to me, Cyrus, you have believed in me when no one else did. I've been trying to do this, you know, for years. And you just, you know, just took me and she said, you have helped me with my self-confidence and the way I present myself and really show me what I can do. Now, if I said to you I was trying to do that, Lisa, I would be lying to you. That was not my intention. But Mm -hmm. I saw that her story needed to be shared, and I was using what was at my disposal to help her share it. That's how I looked at it. Mm -hmm. Um, But that just shows we never know. We never know the impact that we're making on someone else. Like when my art teacher wrote Your Greatness in the Works, she had no idea mm-hmm. that, you know, some 20 years later, that would be something I use as a mantra for my life. I love it. What a lovely gesture. What a lovely story. I appreciate you sharing that with us. And yeah, uh, yeah she sounds like a very uh, brave warrior spirit. I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so what are some of your mantras and some of your rituals that you incorporate into setting the tone for each and every single day for yourself? You know, after, you know, when I wake up, I have my day starts very early at 2.30 in the morning. Um, mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> after okay. I realize that, okay, I'm up at 2.30, <laughs> you know, after I, I wake up and I realize that after prayer, it really is about setting the intent. That is it for me. And yeah. I now have to hold myself accountable every day. I do this seven days a week. I either will post a a 
30 to 60 second video on Instagram and social media or post uh, a meme that I've created uh, about my intent for that day that I want to share with other people. And that really is it. And I think, you know, what that does for me is that one thing, it holds me accountable to what I share on the platforms that I'm on. But I think it also reminds all of us that we all have to keep pushing forward. We can't let the self-doubt, we can't let what other people tell us to stop us from doing what we're supposed to be doing. So that's really it for me. You know, starting off the day that way, I end the day that way trying to read something positive because, as as you said earlier, Lisa, we're inundated with so much stuff. So Mm -hmm. I think to go to bed with that, you know, with that stuff in our minds, it can be very damaging for me, I try to end the day in a way where I can read something positive, something that's lighthearted, something that's funny or, you know, that I, I can leave in the day and say, okay, wow, you know, that was good. Now I'm ready for ready for bed and to get ready for the next day. Beautiful. And so waking up at 2.30 every morning, what time do you actually go to bed? My day winds down. I normally, I close up the laptop, um, and this is my thing. I don't do any work on any electronic device after 9 o'clock. Um, wow. I'm typically in bed by 9.30. But, however, you know, because I'm able to do a lot of my work from home, I, I schedule a two-hour nap in the middle of the day. Um, so <laughs> it's, it's Good for you. Cool, but Yeah, I do, but I schedule a two-hour nap where I, I don't have any electronic. And another thing about me is I don't sleep in the, the room with any electronic devices. I don't have a television in my bedroom. It really is just for to get ready for the next day. Um, and so... Uh, anything else will have to wait until I wake up the next morning at 2.30. At 2.30. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I love that. I mean, that's very self-disciplined, and it also indicates to the degree that you value your own self-care and rejuvenating yourself yeah. so that you truly are in a position of keeping your well filled. Uh, and and so you have that energy to expend to other people and to share. Good for you. For sure. And, you know, we have to. I think so many times I'm not a parent, and that's another thing that helps me. I'm a single guy, so I don't have responsibilities with, you know, a spouse or kids. And now if I had that, it probably I could not do what I do the way I do it. But uh, I think, you know, it does remind us that we all have to have that downtime. You, you can't just run on, you know, full force 24 hours a day. You just can't do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Because, like you said, you have to, you know, re-energize yourself I'm not going to be good. I tell people all the time, I'm not going to be good to anyone dead. So, right. So, yes. you know, so you have to take care of yourself. And sometimes if I feel myself, even if I've gone to bed um, at 7 o'clock sometimes in the afternoon, if I feel myself saying, you know what, I'm not going to be any more good to anyone else today, um, I've had that discipline now. I can shut everything down and say, okay, I'll go. I can go to bed. Wow. Amazing. Good for you. And, and I will attest to that. If you did have children, it would be a completely different ball of wax because I <laughs> right, have two right. kids. And, uh, yeah, there's no two-hour nap in the afternoon for me. And there's no going to bed at, you know, 930. And maybe, if I'm fortunate, 7 o'clock. So enjoy that while it lasts. Good for you. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, one thing I, I sometimes, not always, but sometimes I do uh, choose to ask guests, you know, what do you believe is the legacy that you're going to be uh, leaving behind, that you will be remembered for, that when people think of Cyrus Webb, what do you think or hope uh, that will tweak for them? What do you think they will think about when they – what is synonymous for your legacy, Cyrus Webb, and the people that you've undoubtedly touched? How do you think you'll be remembered, and how would you like to be remembered? That's a great question. I – you know, I honestly don't think about it. But I, I mean, if I, if I had to say, 
I would say that I that Cyrus Webb was someone who lived on purpose. Yes, like oh, I love that. I, I think I think that is it I, because I really, w- with me, what you see is what you get. Is not something contrived for mm-hmm. the public. This is just who I am. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I'm just this country boy from Mississippi, you know. <laughs> uh, and so, I mean, I lived on per- I realized that, you know, each and every day is an opportunity. That is really it for me. And I try to make the most of the opportunity that I have because we don't know when that opportunity will come to an end. True. We don't Very know true. that. And so I think if, if anything, that's what I would want people to say, that he lived each day on purpose. Lovely. Lovely. Well, I think people would already recognize that and acknowledge that now while you're alive. So uh, you've 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 fulfilled your purpose there, Cyrus. I think you can uh, pass over whenever it's time, knowing that you you fulfilled that 100 percent. Good for you. Well, thank you. Thank you. For and um, yeah, so I, I want you to be able to have an opportunity because we're going to be wrapping up shortly. But I would love for you to be able to plug, uh, remind listeners here where they can tap into you, uh, magazine, radio show, websites. Your, the name of your book again that's being launched in November. Anything that you can let people know where they can connect with you. Sure. Well, we've made it very easy now. Before I had so many different websites, it was all over the place. But <laughs> I've streamlined now. Everything is very easy. CyrusWeb.com, C Y R U S W E B B. From there, you can get to the magazine. There's tab for the radio show, for the radio network, the books that I've had the privilege of, of, of writing and co-writing. And the new book is called Words They Chose to Live By, again, coming out in November. But all those details you'll be able to find at CyrusWeb.com. So definitely feel free. Um, stay connected. I, I do send out a monthly newsletter only once a month, kind of keeping everyone posted on everything that's going on. But uh, a lot of great things are, have been uh, happening. So definitely invite everyone to join me there at CyrusWeb.com. Well, that's fantastic. And, you know, what I'm also interested to know about you, Cyrus, too, you know, even though you're out there in the public eye, even though, you know, people recognize your voice, people recognize your written material, everything that is encapsulated uh, as you, Cyrus Webb, what what do you think might surprise people that they wouldn't necessarily know about you? Hmm, that's another good question. Uh, you know, probably how, how, how simple I am. <laughs> I am a really... <laughs> simple person. When I say simple, Lisa, I am simple. I'm not a person. I've been, again, very fortunate to do a lot of great things to go a lot of great places and all of that. But I really am the most at home and most at peace in silence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't have the television on a lot. I now have the radio on now because it's mine. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, I really, I really, um, I'm just a simple guy. I mean, I, I, I don't require a whole lot. I'm, you know, and then even when I'm with people, I don't need a lot of, I don't do parties and stuff a whole lot. Because yeah. for one thing, I'm in bed by 9 o'clock. <laughs> Not a party. lot going on before this. No, parties are usually ramping up around that time. <laughs> right, exactly. So you're not going to see me there, but I, I do you know, think that people would be surprised that what you see with me is what you get. If we're having a one-on-one conversation, it's just like it is on the radio. I should say on a funny note, so much so, I, I'm having conversations with family and friends sometimes, and they'll say to me, I feel like I need to ask you, is this on the record or off the record? <laughs> <laughs> because, I mean, that is just who I am. I mean, the person that people hear on the radio and whatever, that is, I'm genuinely interested in people. I'm genuinely interested in what 
people are doing. I don't like talking about myself, to be honest with you. I mean, I like finding out, well, how is the family? You know, I know your mom was having a rough time. How is that, you know, yeah. how is that working out? How's that new job going? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm very curious about those things. And I think people really want you to ask them. They want mm-hmm. to know someone cares about their lives, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm one of those people that genuinely cares. Wonderful. Well, I certainly appreciate you getting comfortable with being uncomfortable and talking about yourself with me on radio. <laughs> sure, for sure. Anything for you, Lisa, anytime. Oh, thanks. And there's a, you know, there's an indication that Cyrus truly is walking his talk because that would be an example of Cyrus relinquishing his fear. This time yeah, you were on right. the hot seat. You were on the hot exactly. seat. Exactly. And so if you had your choice, and maybe you, maybe this is something that you're manifesting already behind the scenes, maybe you don't want to jinx it, maybe you feel quite comfortable to share, uh, is there one guest in particular that really you really want to interview that either you've tried behind the scenes to try and get and it's taking a while or you haven't at this point reached out but you intend to? Who would you love to interview? You know, I, I that is always difficult, but I will say this. There, there have been people – more recently that I've said I really want to talk to. And I will actually name them. Um, and I'm going to share this podcast, too, to make sure they know I've mentioned them. Viola uh, <laughs> Davis. Mm-hmm. I think Viola Davis is such an amazing, not only actress, but also an entrepreneur. I yep. look at what she's built with her own production company, Juby Productions. Um, if you have not seen their short, The Jump, Oh, mm-hmm. my goodness, Lisa. You have to go online. You can watch it for free. It is so powerful for entrepreneurs and for anyone with a goal or a dream about how you make that happen. Um, but I just think she is such an amazing person, and what she's been able to do in bringing various characters to life that are so varied over the years, I mm-hmm. think it's just amazing. So Viola Davis would definitely be that person for me. And have you reached out? Did you mention that? Have you reached out as of yet? You know, I – you know, the honest answer is no. actually no. I have not reached out to her. I, I, I reached out to her production company to interview the cast of the job, of the, the short I was telling mentioning. Yeah. Um, but I have not reached out to her. But you know what? I'm going to do that. Now that I've put it out there, Good. I'm going to do it. I'm going to reach out to her. And I'll be following up with you. I'm going to hold you accountable to that. Because this is, <laughs> okay. This, Thank this, you. This, do that for sure. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Well, yeah. this is being heard by 145 countries, 220 TV, radio, terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. So, everybody, we're going to hold Cyrus Webb accountable. He's going to get the guests that he really wants on his show, and we're going to put the energy out there to ensure it happens. Thank you for that. So, we're just about to wrap up here, and uh, I just want to say, Cyrus, it's, it's really been very enjoyable. You know, the first time that we... Uh, spoke uh i had i was very grateful to have been interviewed by you on your show and i knew that in time i was going to reciprocate that and have you on my show and uh, there's been a couple times where uh we've tried to make that happen uh through no fault of your own completely mine and my schedule and juggling external party schedules and you know you know what that's all about so i just want to say that i'm i'm very very grateful for the gift of your time especially for what you've described in terms of your daily grind and your schedule and uh, i won't be long now before you're going to be having some milk and cookies and calling it a night anyway, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I, let, let me just take this opportunity, Lisa, to say to you how much I appreciate 
all that you've been able to do with Carpe Diem and all that you've been able to do in building, you know, the platform that you have, not only for the, the radio program, but also online. As I said, I stay connected with you on social media, so it's great to be able to see the energy you're putting out there. And thank you for being such a wonderful gift to all of us because, you know, we're all in this thing together. I firmly believe that. Yes. And so people like yourself, you know, I think are, are just are, are so needed. So I want to say thank you for, for being that light and allowing your light to shine. Well, I really appreciate that, especially coming from you, because you're such a beacon of brightness, and uh, your message is resonating with thousands and thousands of people. And, you know, that's been clearly described by your followership, your listenership, uh, the people who can't wait to read your next book, uh, the people who, you know, you have seen the transformation and the shift uh, happen right before your eyes. So I just want to say, you know, it is, it's one person at a time and it's just remaining true to who you are and the fact that you commit that yourself to doing that each and every day with the level of transparency, uh, genuineness, authenticity. Uh, I just wish more people like you existed in this world, Cyrus. I think more people would be happy. I think more people would feel loved. I think more people would feel connected and important. Uh, and so the fact that you're doing this and you continue to do so and you push all the darkness to the side and you say, you know what, I'm one person, but I'm just going to keep honoring myself and I'm going to keep plugging away. And maybe, just maybe, you know, it makes a difference in someone else's life. And maybe that difference prevents somebody else from wanting to take their own life or seeing themselves as not being worthy as you had once upon a time. So I'm so grateful that your journey has turned out as yummy as it is. Uh, so grateful that we have connected. And I know that we'll stay connected. And I just want to say thank you so much for being exactly who you are, Cyrus Webb. Well, thank you so much for that. Looking forward to having you back on Conversations Live soon. We have a lot to catch thank up on. You. Looking forward to our next conversation. Absolutely. So I just want to say in closing up here and wrapping up the show, thank you so much, listeners, for taking time out of your day once again to tune into my show. This is uh, Lisa McDonald, Carpe Diem with the Contact Talk Radio Network. I go live every single Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific. Uh, if you have any show topic ideas or you wish to appear possibly as a guest on my show, we'd love to hear from you. Always interested to hear the feedback. I can be reached at lisamcdonaldauthor.com or alternatively, I could be reached at lisamcdonald13 at gmail.com. McDonald is spelled M-C-D-O-N-A-L-D. I just want to say love and gratitude. Wish everybody all my very best. Love to you, Cyrus. We'll talk soon, okay? Take care, everybody. Have a great day. You've been listening to Carpe Diem with your host, Lisa McDonald. For more information, please go to Lisa's website at lisamcdonaldauthor.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.